You guys excited for what God has for you tonight? Are you guys excited for what God has for you in 2023? It's a new year. It's a new time. I'm super excited for what God is doing in your life, ablaze, and also my life. I'm excited for what God is doing in my life. Amen. It's going to be a good year. So a couple weeks ago, before the end of the new, or the old year, before the end of the old year, I did a message with Just Senior High called Where's Your Trust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the title of my message tonight is I'm going to trust God. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys going to start trusting God? Yeah. All right. I feel like TJ and Charlie are going to trust God. Is anyone else going to start trusting God? Yes, it's going to be so good. It's going to be amazing because life with God is better than life without God. I said life with God is better than life without God. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. We are meant to do life with our creator. We're meant to do life with God. In the beginning, back in the Genesis times, God made Adam, he made Eve for the purpose and the, not the convenience, the purpose and point of companionship and fellowship. We were created as companionship type beings. We were supposed to be doing life with our creator. So you are supposed to be doing your life with your creator. And one of the things that I feel like God has just been really trying to get us to unlock in our little brains is, is stop trusting more in ourselves and trust more in God. Stop trusting in more of what, uh, and less of what you can do and start trusting in more in what God can do. Amen. This is going to feel a little bit like review for some of you senior high people, but this is what it is. God has to make sure that you understand what he's saying to you. So if you hear a familiar scripture, if you hear a familiar thing, know that God is speaking to you. Amen. Amen. Let's just jump into it. Over in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, it says, Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. Man, I love this verse so much. And and I use it a lot because it's just so good because I feel like what Jesus is just trying to get in the people's heads is just come to me. Stop trying to do this in your own strength. Stop trying to do this in the way that you think you're supposed to do it. Start doing it in the way, in the ways of Jesus. Walking in the way, in the truth, in the life of Jesus. But that takes coming to him first. It says, come to me, all of you that are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I'm tired of being tired. Is that just, anyone else like just tired of being tired? I'm tired of being tired. I want to just do what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing. I'm tired of being sleepy and just ah, like annoyed with like society or annoyed with like social media or annoyed with people or whatever. And what God's saying is like, look, if you take those frustrations, if you take all things to me, I'll give you rest for your souls. And can I just be honest with you guys? There's been quite a few moments in 2022 where I kind of felt like, "Ah, I got this. I can do it. It's fine. I'm not going to bother God (laughs) with this. He's got too much on his plate right now. I don't need to bother him with this. It's just a silly little old thing. I can handle it. Just me. Just me. 
You're like, hey, I'm already believing God for a lot. I'm already praying about a lot. I've already got these other issues that I've thrown on God's plate. And what's this one? <laughs> My math test? Like he can't really, he doesn't need to handle, I'll, I'll handle that one, God, don't worry. But we were never meant to do any of that on our own. And it might seem so silly to some of us because we're like, uh, there wasn't math tests back in Jesus times, guys. Like he wasn't supposed to help you with your math test. Well, no, maybe not specifically an actual math equation, but what Jesus can do is give you peace as you take this test. Jesus can give you peace and he can bring things back to your remembrance as you take that test. Now I did hear once, I believe it's Pastor Robert that said, he can only bring things back to your remembrance if you actually put them in your brain to begin with. So don't think that Jesus is like a cheat code to life because that's not necessarily how it works. So that's just a little side tangent there. But what Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you rest. I will teach you. I will teach you, take it, take my yoke and I'm humble and I'm gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden that I give you light is light. What God and what Jesus is trying to say right now is 2023 can be easy and light for you, but only if you give it to him. Only if you give him your cares, only if you give him your frustrations, only if you give him your worries, only if you give him your anxieties, only if you give him your challenges or your circumstances, or your obstacles, or even the things you're doing good in this life, if you give all that over to him, he says, I can give you rest for your souls. Amen. If we give God our cares, then we can start to focus on the things that he wants for our life. And in turn, when we start to give him those things and we start to pursue what God has called us to, those things that we care about, like it says in Matthew 6, you know, don't worry about these things. Don't, don't, don't think about these things. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry what you have to eat because if you start pursuing God and you start pursuing him and the kingdom of God, all those things will be added unto you Amen. because your creator knows how to take care of you. Amen. So pray with me real fast as we get ready to dig into this message tonight. Father God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this space, Lord. I thank you that you're challenging us, that you're provoking us to do 2023 with you. Challenge us to trust you more in our daily life. Challenge us to trust you more in our call that you've brought us into, Father God, so that we can be more successful and be better in this life with you, Father God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm gonna trust God. Who else is gonna trust God? Over in James 1, verse five. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And I brought this out a couple times, but that word generous means ready to give. Ready, not just ready, but like eagerly, ready to give and, and not even just give a little bit, but more than is expected or necessary. So generosity is giving more than what someone has even asked for or what more than what someone has expected. And so what we have in Jesus, what we have in God is access to a father that is generous. And a lot of times when it comes to generous in a general sense, it's typically talking about time or resources. And so if we have a generous God that is always ready and able to give more than is expected, that means 
He has all the time in the world for you. The one that is the source has all the resources that you need. What you need in this life, what you need to be successful in school, what you need to be successful as a light in this world, what you need to be successful in your career or just being a light in this community, God has what you need to accomplish those tasks. God has what you need to be successful in him. Amen? If we continue on, it says, he will not rebuke you for asking. Whoo, man, God is not only ready to give you your answers, but he's not even gonna get you upset. He's not even gonna be upset at you for asking about it. He's not gonna be like, hey, I want you to go off and be a basketball player. And you say, well, how do I play basketball? And he'd be like, oh, well, then in that case, we're gonna hook you up with GW and show you how to do basketball. That's basically what God's saying. He's gonna lead you and guide you in these decisions and choices that you have for your life. That is where we need to get to. We need to understand that God is not gonna rebuke you for asking how to do what he's called you to do. Say, I'm gonna trust God. And when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from their Lord because their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they're unstable in everything that they do. I was trying to figure out like a good way to illustrate this point and illustrate uh, this, this message. And is there anyone in this room that feels like they're good at making Play-Doh, like creations? Jure, you feel like you got, you feel like you're a good Play-Doh artist? Okay, you feel like you're okay. I feel like I put you on the spot. You started real strong with a hand really high and now you're putting it in your pocket right now. You like Play-Doh. I like Play-Doh too, but I'm not good at Play-Doh. Is there anyone that, that feels like they can sculpt something really cool with Play-Doh? Lila, I feel like I, your hand's been raised for a moment. Do you feel like you can make something great out of this? <laughs> Maybe. That you can draw this. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it, and uh, let's, just, let's just say, for, for the sake of argument, let, let, let's bring Charlie down. Charlie, I'm not gonna make you make anything because I don't expect you to be able to make anything, unless you can. Can you, can you, can you make something out of Play-Doh? Me too. See, that's the thing. I started thinking about this as I was thinking. I have two kids. I have a four, I'm about to be a four-year-old and, she, and a daughter that just turned two. And they love Play-Doh. And Play-Doh's great and Play-Doh's fun. But I have very limited crafty, artsy skills when it comes to play. You're doing a really great snake right now. See, I can make a snake and I can make a snowman. Make a snowman after a while. I can make a like snowman. 15 minutes to make you a snowman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> my 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 skill set when it comes to Play-Doh is very limited, and I don't know what I can do with a lot of Play-Doh. But here's the thing: if we, if for sake of whatever, it okay. He made a hot dog, not a snake. This is a hot dog. For those that didn't know, this is actually what Charlie made. Charlie made a hot dog. But let's just say that this is what God has wanted for my life. Not a hot dog, just Play-Doh. Okay. He, he, I mean, I like hot dogs. I'll take it, God. Anyway, um, but this is what God wanted for my life. And he's called me. And we've all heard about this, that God has plans for our life. Jeremiah 29, 11, Ephesians 2:10. He's made us a masterpiece. He predestined us good works to do. And sometimes it feels like, man, we have all these things that we're supposed to do in this world. People are telling me that I'm called. The Bible is telling me that I'm called. Preachers are telling me that I'm called. I feel like I'm called, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so oftentimes we just feel like we're just gonna kind of 
do what we think we're supposed to do and we just kind of start to make stuff and maybe we can kind of make something that looks interesting and looks kind of like a hot dog when it was probably supposed to be a snake originally, but you settled with a hot dog. And I, I get that. And I think a lot of times in our walk with God, we're like, you called me to be a snake, but I'm going to be a hot dog. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing my best, God. But what God, and that's because we are putting our own trust. We're putting our own hands to what we've been called to do. But if we put our call, if we put 2023, if we put our anxieties, if we put our fears, if we put these things into the hands of God, he is able to shape and teach and mold and correct and provide all the things that we need so we can look more like the masterpiece he's called us to be. I know I did a really more like this beautiful masterpiece. This, this, is, this is imagination time right now. You're imagining this beautiful work of art right now. You, I have a, a mound of Play-Doh right now, but you're seeing like Picasso or you're seeing like the statue of David, the Sistine Chapel out of Play-Doh. That would be a sight to see. Thank you so much, Charlie. I appreciate your help. But we have to get our call out of our hands and put it in the hands of God. We have to get our issues or the things that we're going through in life out of our hands and put it in the hands of God. Say, I'm gonna trust God. So how do we actually give it over to God? How do we give these things over to God? Well, Philippians 4, 6 says, pray about everything. Give all of your anxieties, give all of your fears, give all of these things over to God and then you experience peace. In Matthew 11, it says, come, to me, come to me with your burdens, with your questions, with, your, with these things that you're thinking about, these things that consume your mind. Come these things that you've got going on in your body or come these things that you've, you're confused about, you have questions about and it says, and then I'll give you rest for your souls. Say, I'm gonna trust God. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who diligently seek him. I need to get this Play-Doh out of my hands because I'm just squeezing it over here. So when we come near to God, we have to believe and trust in the God that we're coming near to. We can't receive from God if we don't believe that he is who he says he is. Like if you don't believe that he has the answers that you seek, you are not going to get answers from God. That's like what it's saying in that James verse. It says, if you come to him, do not waver in your faith because if you waver, you're like a wave tossed by the wind, divided in your loyalty. God doesn't want you to have divided loyalty. He wants loyalty to him and to him alone. Don't be loyal to your mind. Don't be loyal to society. Don't be loyal to social media. Maybe even not even be loyal to some voices in your life if they're telling you to go a different way than the ways of God. Because God wants to work with those that want to be near him. God wants to work with those that believe he is who he says he is because it says he rewards those who diligently seek him. That word seek means to set your heart, to set your affection, to set your focus, to set your attention on the things of God. 
you know, we mentioned Matthew 6 and, and, and it's so good, it's so amazing because it's like if we seek first, if we set our attention on him and say, God, I, I, I want what you want or God, hey, I, I wanna please you today or God, I wanna, I wanna lead someone to your love today or God, hey, I wanna be a light in my school today and you set your attention and you set your focus to seeking after what he wants, all the things, all the concerns, all the worries, all the confusion, it fades away. Because you're near to your creator. You're near to the one. You're near to the one that, that has the answers, that has the insight, that has the wisdom, and ultimately has the peace. Matthew 7, 7 through 11. This is one that God won't let me stop talking to you guys about over the past couple months because we've really been trying to, to enter in into this place of, that this is a real, a real deal situation here, that God is a real God and that the things of God, that the ways of this, this, this life with him is a very real reality that you can have for yourself. And, and that's something that, it comes from wanting it. It comes from desiring it. It comes from going after it. And it says, ask in verse seven, and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it'll be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, it will be opened. And if one of you asks his son, ask him for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts, good things? things to those who ask him. Amen. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe and recognize that, that I have to seek him. I have to seek his face. I have to seek his wisdom. I have to seek his doorstep. I have to go and make the effort to actually knock on his door. God is saying, trust me, knock on my door. When you knock on my door, I'm not gonna give you a serpent. I'm gonna give you what you need. I'm not gonna rebuke you when you knock on my door. I'm not gonna get upset with you when you take time on my doorstep. No, I'm going to be excited that you're there because I'm more than willing to give it all for you. Because he already did give it all for you. Romans 8 says that, he already gave his son for you. How much more would he be willing to do for you? He gave his son for us. So we could then have access to our father. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I'll ever really fully understand it because I can't and I won't. I'll never, I'll never sacrifice my children for, <laughs> for anyone or anyone in this room. But it's like God did that because he loved you so much. He cared so much about you and he wanted you to have access to his presence so bad. He wanted you to have access, access to his wisdom. He wanted you to have access to his protection. He wanted you to have access to his health and wholeness and provision in your life. He wanted you to have access to his deliverance. He wanted to have access to all the promises of God. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, cross, you are now able. 
you now have access to all the promises of God. When you accept Jesus as your Lord, when you accept him as your savior, you have now been made a righteous being. You are a new creation. You are not who you used to be. You are now a son or daughter of God. You are righteous. And this righteousness cannot be taken away from you. If you truly believe that Jesus is your Lord and savior, you are now born again. And I think I've actually talked about this a little bit before, but it's like, you know, you guys all have keys to your houses. You guys all have access to your houses. And so it's like when you've received your sonship, when you received your daughtership, you now have access into the father's house. You now have access to an ear with the father. You now have access to answers and provision for your life. Amen. Say, I'm going to trust God. How many of you guys were here on Sunday night for saturation service? Pretty rad, right? Pretty awesome. God did some amazing things that night, right? One of the verses that Pastor Mark brought out was over here in Matthew 10, 38. It says, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, if you, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Kind of like with this Play-Doh, like if I hold on to it, if I, if I try in my own might and in my own strength to just hold on to this and I, and I know it's supposed to be something one day and I don't know what it is, I don't know how to put it together, but I know it's supposed to be something one day because people have told me that this Play-Doh is supposed to be something one day. So I just hold on to it, but I never actually know what to do with it. I'll never be able to experience it for what it's supposed to be. And, and God, I feel like is saying is that if you try to hold on to your life, it will never be uh, the highest and best that it's supposed to be. You'll never be able to, to see the full manifestation of what God has called you into. But if you give up this life, if you give it over to him, that's when it actually gets revealed to you of who you are what you're called to, what your giftings are, what your talents are, who you're called to and who you're called for and what you're exactly you're supposed to do for those people. That is when, when God is saying, he's like, if you follow after me, if you trust me, if you come to me, you'll find your life. If you trust God in 2023, if you trust God in general, not just for 2023, you'll find what he has for your life. If you come near to God, like it says in Matthew 11, and you hand over all these things, you hand over these burdens, you hand over these questions, you hand over these anxieties, these weights, these cares, these fears, or whatever it looks like for you, it says God will then be able to take that from you and give you rest. And then you can take his yoke. He can take what he's called you to and that burden, what you've been called to, what God has created you for, that burden is light and that burden is easy. We weren't created to deal with these issues. 
I wasn't created to deal with anxiety. I wasn't created to deal with depression. I wasn't created to deal with discomfort. I wasn't created to deal with pressure or obstacles. I was created to be with God. You were created to be with God. And God is just trying to say, hey, come back to me. Trust in me, trust in what I've created you to do, which is be in my presence. And when you're in my presence, when you're with me, I'll show you, I'll teach you, and I'll help you, and I'll guide you. So in 2023, I want you guys to stretch yourself, challenge yourself to trust him more. Because I'm going to trust God. Say, I'm going to trust God. I want to pray for you real fast. Father God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this place, Lord. I'm so grateful for the opportunity and the privilege to be in your presence, Father God. I just thank you for your love and your care and all that you've done for us, Lord. And I just thank you for Jesus. For providing access to every single one of us, Lord. I thank you for all these individuals in this room, Lord. I thank you for what they've been called to and what they've been created for, Father God. But at the same time, I just pray that you're ministering your love to them right now. That you're revealing to them that they can trust you, that they can come near to you. And so right now, God, I just pray for every heart in this room and every person to let some walls down. Let some guard down to be able to loosen the grip on some things and fully hand it over to you. I just thank you right now that things are being released to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, Lord. And right now, Peace comes to us all in our minds, in our bodies, in every area of our life. Peace and rest in Jesus' name.